mamas. Have you ever wondered what it was like for your mom? What was different about uh, being a mom back then versus now? This is Megan Says Mamas. Two best friends with the same name and the same due date, sharing their different experiences as first-time moms. And for today's episodes, we're also interviewing our moms. Hey moms, if you want to introduce yourself, so my mom... Go first. <laughs> Hi, this is Jill Budd, and I'm Megan C's mom, and really happy to join in on this podcast. Okay, and Miss Jennifer. Hi, I'm Jennifer Burke. I'm Megan B's mom, and I'm very happy to be here as well on the podcast. Yay! Did we actually talk about that? Your um, another one of our coincidences is that. Megan and I both had maiden names that were B. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. The coincidences are, they run vast because we also just found out that the two, <laughs> our mom's dogs are named the same as well. So. It's fine. Mm. It doesn't, doesn't weird people out at all. No, yeah. no. <laughs> um, all right. And so before we get into the questions, we'll go through our struggle and win uh, so Megan how have you struggled oh you know it's been been a lot going on in the Cole household I started a new job this week which has been really exciting um, but on the other hand Ezra's like right on the precipice of crawling he can like see it in his little mind's eye he's doing this like weird push up slash Twerk like thing. twerking thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so he's doing that and that just means that he's just not sleeping super well his little brain is just going and so our and i know you know people are like oh i don't want to hear about it because your baby always sleeps but it's definitely still hard to try to start a new job and have baby waking up out of like out of the ordinary so he like last night for example he woke up we put him to bed at like 7 30 he woke up at 10 30 you know, raising cane. And then um, he was woke up again, at, I don't know, some early morning hour. Um, and he's been struggling to nap. So we're just riding, you know, the sleep struggle bus, um, hoping that once he figures out crawling, that it'll just all go back to the way it was. I hope. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will pray for you. So, Megan, you're the win. How have you been winning lately? Um, I've been adjusting to my new... Uh, stay at home mom and, you know, part-time candid coffee person, um, my new life. And, um, we like made some big moves with, um, our coffee business and we had like a grand opening of, um, our little like tap room in our production facility oh, and wow. it, it went really well. And I've just, um, enjoyed being able to spend like more time with that and, um, more time, you know, with, with Riley. And of course my mom has still been helping watch, um, Riley while I can, you know, work on candid. So that's been great. So just in general, my win is that I'm adjusting to that and, and enjoying it. So, yay. I just like, I want the flavors. Like I, so being in Nashville, I have to watch all the coffee glory from afar. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh, here's like, what chocolate strawberry yes yeah i was like i want chocolate strawberry <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure out how to ship you some <laughs> yes i will happily be the guinea pig for all shipping 
adventures and try the things. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So with that, we can get into our episode today. So like we said, we have our mamas and we're going to ask them a bit about their experience as a mom and then now their transition into their uh, new role as grandmothers. Um, so uh, we'll start with, I guess my, we'll start with my mom um, with our first question. Uh, did you always want to be a mom? Well, for me, um, I guess I knew that there was going to be a day that I would get married and have children. And that's something I always just expected to happen. But I didn't want to like rush it. I wasn't one of those girls that was like dying to get married and, you know, have a family right away. Or I wanted a career too, a little bit. Um, but I do know when I, when I first became pregnant with Megan, I knew that was the beginning of my life changing forever, that um, it was no longer about me and that um, she was the most important thing. That's so my career was, you know, was kind of took a backseat a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, Miss Jill, um, same question to you. Did you always want to be a mom? You know, we have uh, Jennifer and I have some similarities there, too, is that um, I knew that I wanted to have kids down the road. It was kind of a nebulous thing, but I was also um, very career oriented. But when I was 25, I really had an unplanned pregnancy and then um, unfortunately had a miscarriage at that time. And then, and then I realized just then how important it was to me to want to have a family. So that was probably the awakening time for me at 25. But I also was not someone who was like, you know, 18 died to get married and wanted to have children right away. Um, So on that vein, I would love to know, Miss Jennifer, about your, what did your pregnancy look like? And what was that first year of motherhood like? Well, my pregnancy was, um, I gained weight everywhere. (laughs) Um, when I first started out, I was very much, um, I used to work out a lot. I was, you know, in shape and, um, I would say probably, you know, normal weight, if not lower, you know, and then, um, but so I would say I gained at least 40 pounds. So, and I was pregnant with Meg and Megan was born in August, of course. And um, the only thing was I felt my biggest was at the hottest part of the year. Yes, (laughs) we can relate to that. Yes, Yes. Yes, we can. (laughs) (laughs) And I was a little uncomfortable because of that. Um, And I will say that the very like last month I was like over it. (laughs) I was like ready for it to be done. so, and, you know, just, just going through the normal things of like some, some nights, you know, not having, um, a good night's sleep, you know, or getting comfortable, um, that type of thing. And, and just, you know, knowing, you know, sometimes I would be up with a book, uh, at three in the morning and a book light reading something. And, um, my spouse would be like, over there sleeping like snoring you know always <laughs> yeah. without yeah. fail <laughs> exactly did you want to so. put a pillow over his face <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to but yes i did 
<laughs> oh, maybe that was my pregnancy. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, all relate. <laughs> so, yeah, so, go ahead, go ahead Megan. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say same question to Mama Bud. Um. The pregnancy itself, once I got through the first three months, because, uh, again, I had um, really um, several miscarriages before that. And then when I got pregnant, I was a little bit tense about that. But once the first three months was over, it was a really not a difficult pregnancy. Um, I was nauseous, but I never really got sick. Um, was able to still keep working out until, like, the middle of the summer, I started having these crazy uh, nosebleeds, and I had to be hospitalized for that, and had my nose packed, which was which was not great. But uh, oh, jeez, yeah, it was, it was crazy. But besides that, it was it was really not a super tough time. I probably gained about um, about twenty five pounds. But I do remember the one thing that stands out for me is after a while, I started to get really irritated with people. Um, primarily focusing on my stomach you know? yes. <laughs> like, I began to feel like a vessel and I got a little annoyed by that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah oh it, it was not bad and then uh at the end it was actually um Megan was induced and she said uh, from that point on that I rushed her from the very beginning and continued to all of yes us. <laughs> always <laughs> so that's where we are on that but uh yeah all in all I really enjoyed it I did um for the listeners i naturally run late um and my mother is always early if unless she's with me because then it kind of (laughs) then i make her late or she's we even it out a little bit um yes i've said that since birth i've been trying to take my time (laughs) and she's like get a move on going (laughs) awesome um on to the next one um I guess the first year of motherhood, we'll go with my mom first. Um, how was your first year of motherhood? And what would you say was your biggest struggle during that time? So my first year of motherhood, um, I would say that, first of all, I really enjoyed it. Um, I realized, you know, uh, how important it, the job was. Um You know, I just felt, um, even though I was young, I think I was 26 when I had you, um, I just felt that um, I was really worried about your development and and looking at all the different, you know, milestones and making sure that that each thing was happening when it was supposed to happen, you know. Um, So So that's where I get it from? Yeah. (laughs) It probably. Makes <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> but um but you know I used to like to to hear you laugh and just like I do your daughter I mean it just brings it pleases me to hear that little laughing voice and um I think for the first year to not have family around I was in Florida um with my spouse's family being close by which thank goodness they were really involved in, you know, trying to help out with your life, which is good. Um, I would say that not having my family around, because my mom, you know, of of course, you know, she had seven kids. So I was 
you know, very dependent on her knowledge. I used to call her and ask her things. I think the hardest thing for me when in that first year was when I had to go back to work. I really struggled with that because I remember calling my own mom in tears because I think I told you this story numerous times, but um, the first person I had, they watched you in their home and they watched them other children too. And this person was referred to me and I really checked them out and everything. And, but I was disappointed because you were a really good baby. And because you were a really good baby, um, she would put you in the swing and what you really liked. But the downside of that was that she wasn't changing your diaper enough. So you were getting like a diaper rash. And I was, it got to a point where I started counting diapers and I was getting a little upset. So needless to say, I had to change, you know, the person watching you. Um, so that, that was a hard part for me, but, but I remember calling um, my mom in tears and, and just saying, you know, I, I don't know what to do. And, and I remember her saying to me, you know, nobody takes care of your child like you do. And then, you know, I understood exactly what she meant by that. Mm-hmm. That was was hard. Yeah, that's a hard uh, transition. No matter, I don't know, like going back to work and just entrusting anyone. I think to just take yeah. care of your child is is hard for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mama Bud, uh, same question to you. Um, how was the first year of motherhood for you, and what was your what would you say was your biggest struggle? I think that the um, the first year was just like such an amazing thing as we waited a long time for uh, Megan to arrive. And when she finally got there, actually, I was um, planning on going down to the University of Florida was going to be a graduate assistant and uh, found out that I was expecting Megan. So it was like a, a super big surprise about that. But after she was born, um, I think the biggest struggle for me was that the, the same thing of having to balance work and motherhood and trying to make sure that she was really getting enough of my quality time and with her. And I remember uh, I really didn't want to miss any firsts. I was so excited. I wanted, didn't want to miss the first you know, yeah. step, the first, the first anything. And she had this wonderful sitter named Miss Alice. And I was really fortunate, Jennifer, I didn't have to go through the same thing of worrying about who was taking care of her, but I remember that she started walking at Miss Alice's house and I cried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I felt like an unfit mother because I took <laughs> her first step. But uh, besides that, um, I think she was a great support. And um, my uh, father was ill at that time. So my mom was pretty wrapped up with what was going on with him. So I didn't have a lot of... Um, support from her but I did have uh really close friends who had young children about the same age and relied a lot on them too so I would say that was the the biggest struggle was that I went back to work at uh after six weeks and Megan didn't sleep all night long until she was three months old so (laughs) thank you mom Well, we'll switch up the, the order here and um, continue with uh, Mama Bud into the next question. Um, what are some of the biggest differences you see between being a parent now uh, versus back when you were raising Megan? 
Um, I think uh, a lot of what we did then would be considered to be child endangerment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you, Meg- Megan Burke, but uh, uh, my, uh, Megan uh, Bud Cole had. Uh, oh, we had baby bumpers. You know, we had blankets in the crib. You had toys in there. Uh, put her to sleep on her stomach, and it you know, it sounds like a miracle now that she made it through yeah. <laughs> adulthood. But um, I'd say that that part is different is that uh, parents now, you just have so much information and overload really on the internet. And I know both of the two of you are uh, researchers, but I think sometimes it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And the pressure from social media, too. I mean, everybody posts everything on Instagram and Facebook and some of the other websites. And I just think that at times it must be that people feel like they're in a a goldfish bowl with everybody watching them. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I know that, you know, when uh, I was expecting Megan to go through the first year, we had a book that was called What to Expect When You're Expecting in the First Year. And that was it. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no Google to keep you informed on every aspect. So um, I think that's that's one of the differences. So people had to rely more on um, friends and families who'd had that experience as opposed to being able to do a lot of um, information that was online. Yeah. Yes, the blessing and curse of the Google machine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And it definitely does feel like a blessing and a curse at the same time um because I, I feel like you can find a case for almost anything <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and conflicting cases too one right really do that yeah yes yeah, so don't ever mm-hmm. do that so <laughs> exactly my hat's off to you all for yeah to balance things yeah um yeah definitely so uh mom same question. What were the, some of the biggest differences you see between being a parent uh, back when you were raising me versus now? Well, um, I thought about that question and I agree with Jill. Jill basically said what a big part of what I was going to say is that um, we didn't have information like you guys have at your fingertips. Um So, like, I remember going to the bookstore and getting, like, um, a book for the best toys and and then a book for the um, what to expect when you're expecting or whatever, you know. Like she said, um, you know, I might have had a couple of books, but that was it. And um, you guys, unfortunately, have so much and, and, like, the data that's out there, there is stuff that's conflicting and, and it can be confusing. Um, so, I mean, I, for me, like, I think, you know, back to what, like what Joe was saying, like, I mean, I had you, Megan, like sleeping on your stomach and that apparently now that's a big no, no, you know? So, um, I mean, that's just what we did back then. And, I remember waking up in, you know, the middle of the night and just, just checking. I was so scared, you know, when you were new and, and just checking to make sure you were breathing, you know. And, yeah. I use the mirror under her face. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Um, I should have talked to you, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But anyways, things, little things that, you know, um, and just the amount of things that you have at your fingertips. I mean, there's so many more toys. There's just uh, so many more, um, just the clothing, everything, you know, just more, yeah, more, <laughs> more of everything. And I don't think more is always, always the best, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And now they have like monitors that will, like you can, what's the the outlet or whatever that, oh, that does soft. um yes that does heartbeat blood oxygen level god <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> that's when i asked the pediatrician i was like i'm thinking about this and he was like i just don't recommend it he's like you're gonna drive yourself crazy crazy with yeah. all the the knowledge it's just too much yeah mm-hmm. yep it is they have the tracking apps too i mean yes about uh, like how many doctors yeah it's just i just feel like there's already enough you know that that you're worried about every single day i just think there's so much to worry about in a day alone and then if you add more complexity to that you know yeah yep i agree I definitely don't know know how to parent without Amazon. So <laughs> true. Okay, <laughs> I do envy that. <laughs> yeah, twenty-four hours it appears at the door. <laughs> um, great. Well, the next question, um, Mom, what was it like for you to see me become a mom? I think it was one of the most amazing heartwarming things of me. Um, I'm just so proud of how patient you are with Ezra, uh, especially the patient part. Um, I think the other thing is that, uh, surprisingly enough, someone who couldn't keep their room clean is now the... <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> have your reel on there where you go through and show all these things hmm. <laughs> you, uh, we can check another thing you guys have in common <laughs> that i was instructed on how to fold ezra's clothes correctly <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. truly i mean and um just watching how you are with him just brings me such joy okay miss jennifer so what is it like for you to see megan be a mom so from the moment she told me she was expecting, I was just very joyful, very happy. Um, you know, uh, just to see Riley and and see Megan, you know, and and how much Riley responds to her and how happy Riley is, like uh, that just warms my heart and and brings me a lot of joy and. Um, I would say that um, being, you know, having moved moved closer is is something that um, I think, you know, was really important to me to to be um, present in both, you know, all of their lives. You know, Brian and Megan and Riley, because I know that was the one thing that you know I didn't have. Um, because I lived in another state, you know, that my mom and I knew she was involved in, in the other grandkids' lives. Um, 
and she was like present in all their things, you know, um, and through schooling and everything. So, and I want to be that kind of grandmother. So, um, it, you know, brought me a lot of joy and a lot of happiness and, and does on a daily basis. And I'm very proud of Megan. Um, the love I see her show Riley and the concern and everything is like, you know, I've, you know, done pretty well of a job, you know, as a mom. So <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah. And for the, for the listeners, out there, my, my mom used to live like about 45 minutes away and now she lives like eight minutes away. So yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, nice. I know what that's like. It's definitely, um, challenging to be away from your family at times and so I feel really privileged that you know my mom will be here what in a day and a half um and is able to come and stay for a while and we're able to go down there and see her and so um that part makes me feel really lucky but I know that other mamas who are for whatever reason, aren't able to go see their family or maybe their parents are no longer alive or whatever that might be. And that's just uh, sometimes makes those things um, challenging for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. So my mom, what is your biggest piece of advice to new moms? Um, it's probably two things. The first is um, to trust your instincts. And like drive yourself insane with the internet, looking everything up. I think that so many people do have a gut feeling about what's going to be best for their baby. And to, to rely on that and know that you can make some mistakes along the way and your baby will still thrive. And I think the second thing is that um, to really just build in some time for yourself. And I know what a challenge that is when you have a newborn. It's watching that or talking with uh, my Megan now when she says, you know, especially during a pandemic and trying to work from home and take care of your child and do all those things. We all had so many more challenges than, than we had in that aspect. But if you can just have more confidence in your own ability to make those good decisions and then whenever you can, Give yourself some time just to yourself to recharge. I would say those would be the two biggest things. Both excellent pieces of advice. Definitely. Um, Miss Jennifer, what about you? I would say, um, first of all, I think you know your baby more than anybody. So like Miss Dill said, like trusting your own instinct and and knowing, you know, that you have that connection. So deep down, you get a feeling. I, I just believe that, um, that that is there for a reason. You know, that gut feeling that you get about certain things, um, I think it's there for a reason. So, so pay attention to that, definitely. And um, making sure that you take the time to care for yourself um, in one way or another, especially... Um, you know, physical movement, um, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes a day, if you can um, just do something um, that gets your, uh, get your blood flowing and, and helps your, that would help your brain. And it helps with so many things like, like depression and things that can 
can come upon you at being a new mom, especially because there's a lot of hormonal changes that you have, a lot of things going on. So um, when you release from the doctor um, after you have your baby, um, if you can just do 15 minutes, whether it's Pilates, whether it's 15 minutes of um, yoga or whatever it is that you do, like stretching, um, I, I just think that that's important for you to try to take care of yourself too. And, don't, and yep. don't be so hard on yourself. Just know that you're not a perfect person. You're gonna you're gonna do the best job for your child that you possibly can, and you're gonna make little mistakes on, along the road. You know we're all imperfect people, and that's pretty much my advice. All good. Definitely, Megan. Have you gotten back to yoga? I have not. Um, it's funny when I was pregnant, I didn't like it. And I, I don't know if that's because my body felt so different and shocker. I didn't like that. I couldn't do things I used to be able to do really easily. <laughs> <laughs> not me. No. no. Um, which is really funny because now Ezra's the same way. If he doesn't do something like right away, he gets so frustrated so fast. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, son. I gave that, I gave that directly to you, <laughs> yep. but I, I do, I've been taking walks. That's kind of been like my jam to try to move. Um, we live by, right by a greenway. And so, and my mom has been a great encourager of taking me on the walks or telling me to go on a walk. Um, and just even getting that fresh air outside has been mm -hmm. a big deal, but I am going to be restarting yoga. Um, my sweet aunt was kind enough to get us a Peloton. And so Ooh, there's like wow. yoga classes on the Peloton. So I'm going to be biking and yoga-ing and all the things. So I'm all excited. Right. That's huh? good. You have to tell me how the Peloton is. I will. Um, hopefully I like it. Because if not, then it goes back. But I'm thinking <laughs> I'm, thinking I'm going to like It a clothes rack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now it's too pricey to be a clothes rack, so we'll send it back. Um, but I think that it's just on that, like, time. I just feel so strapped for time as a new mom. And yeah. so the fact that it's going to be in my house and I don't have to drive anywhere or you know, sign up because uh, in Nashville, there's not, you can't just like show up to a yoga class. You have to like, because there's so busy, you have to sign up and all this kind of stuff. And so just being able to do it whenever I have a moment, I think is going to be a big game changer for, for me. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So our last big question um, is what is your biggest piece of advice to new grandmothers? And we'll start with Miss Jennifer. What would you say? I would say um, my biggest piece of advice for the grandma is to make sure you're involved in your your grandchildren's lives, whether it be whether you show up and you know when they're school age. I know there's grandparents' day and things like that, and and it's so they get to see you, um, and they're they're proud of of you know their grandparents and. Um, I would just say that if you could be active, you live far away, if you could FaceTime or those little things, you know, so it's all interactive and they know, they, they know you. I think that's important. It's so funny you mentioned FaceTime because now whenever 
Ezra hears the FaceTime sound, he just mm-hmm. gets like so excited because he knows that like someone, one of the grandparents um, <laughs> is going to be on the other line for him to talk to. And so he gets pretty jazzed. Uh, okay, that's really cute. It's a little bit like Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but fa- FaceTime is the best. I would love to have the opportunity to be closer, but that's not there right now for us, but um, hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, so mom, what is your biggest piece of advice for grandmothers? I think being available, um, via whatever means you can is really important. Uh, as Jennifer said that you want your grandchildren to know who you are and to be a presence in their life. It's such a thing. And this is where, uh, parents have the best thing is you can, it's that, uh, capacity to spoil children if you want to use that term or, or just to be there uh, unconditional love i mean you don't have to play all the other roles that parents do but i think when i think about talking to my other friends who are becoming new grandmothers is um one thing that's really critical is that you have to give your children meaning uh, megan as a mother um the opportunity to make her own decisions about how Ezra should be raised and things she needs to do because my way of doing it may not be her way of doing it and things have changed and people have come up with new information. So being available to give advice when asked, but not necessarily to uh, volunteer everything and to try and, and have her replicate the things that I did, if that makes sense. No, that, that is good advice. And I think I've appreciated that when I do have a question or I need to whine, um, that you're always <laughs> there for me, but you've pretty much been like, okay. Um, like I know, for example, like the way we fe- I feed Ezra with some of the like, you know, bigger pieces of food with baby led weaning, you're like, mm. but you, <laughs> you're like, I don't know about this. Choking hazard. <laughs> yes. But you were like, no, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it and it's going to work. Um, <laughs> I really appreciated that, although I know that it is alarming to to many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great advice. And I mean, same with with my mom. I feel like most of the time it's just been, you know, we've just been supportive and you know asked what what I wanted to do, you know, as as a mom. And um, I think that's that's really nice. Versus, uh, you know always coming in with potentially what what you have, may have done or what you think should happen. Um, so I, I think that's great advice. Well, so for full transparency, sometimes Megan will tell me as an alert at the beginning of the conversation, I just want to whine. So that translates into just listen, don't give advice. Yes. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, it's a good preface because you, you don't know. I mean, we obviously we ask you both for advice a lot. So, um, but a lot of times, especially like as a new mom, you just kind of want to whine a little bit and (laughs) vent and, you know, whatever about being tired or I don't know, or your baby popping four teeth at once. Like, (laughs) yes, Lord. I mean, it was, it was a lot, but yeah, I think that the, I just see so many horror stories of other, um, mothers who either have uh their mother or 
a mother-in-law or other female relative who just sort of tells them what to do. Um, and I feel like that's not been the case. And I think I've said before on, on the podcast, um, as a new mom, definitely ask for either know that if you want comfort or counsel, do you want to just whine and be told, yes, you're winning the misery Olympics right now? <laughs> or, yeah. do, or do you want that counsel? Do you want <laughs> advice from people? Um, and you can definitely like stop halfway through and be like, actually, I don't want any advice. I think I just want to wallow in whatever feeling this that I'm feeling, or I just mm-hmm. want you to feel sorry for me. Right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think those are, a great way to interface with with the grandparents yeah definitely well that was great um thank you both for coming on um and letting us know how how it was for you as a mom and and the transition into grandmother land um well, Megan, thanks for you... having us yeah, yeah. enjoyed, it. enjoyed it. it yeah, yeah. awesome um, Megan, do you want to tell the people where to find us? Sure. So you can find us on Instagram at Megan's as Mamas. And the companion blog to this podcast is on our website, which is Megan's as Mamas.com. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and subscribe and tell another mama in your life about our podcast. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.